SAFM, leading the conversation. So then, if you love our Boxing Wednesday segment, then uh, do yourself a favor. Also, do catch the TKO Boxing Show that airs on SABC2 every Friday to help us uh, preview and look to what's coming up on Friday. We're joined on the line by... uh, Colin and Nathan, not only a trainer, of course, I mentioned that is a jack of all trade, also SABC commentator and analyst. Colin, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us again on SAFM. Firstly, Viva, uh, thanks for having me back on. It's great hearing your voice and uh, looking forward to a great show on Friday. The You've got Brian Mitchell as the guest in studio talking about ah. his career. Absolute legend. We're also touching on Andy Ruiz and Joseph Parker back in history. And then we're also talking about and showing rather um, Lunga Sitamela and Prince Ndlova. So it's going to be a, a great show Friday. And, uh, you know, it's all about boxing, isn't it? With the Road Warrior in studio, Brian Mitchell. Correct. So, Correct. so, so for those who've not seen the show, just tell us more about the TK show. What is it about? Well, it's a magazine show. Uh, we touch on boxing in and around South Africa. We also touch on international things. Um, obviously, now we, we, we're showing a lot more canned fights around the country and so forth. Emil Bryce's show uh, two weeks ago we're showing, and that's why we're talking about Lunga Sitimela fighting Prince and Glover. That's going to be televised as well on the show on Friday night. So it's going to be an action-packed show. You're not the only one on the show. There's Gwena Mwabelo and uh, the Duck Destroyer, Bongani Makasela. Who does what? Yeah, what well, are the roles? Yeah, yeah. you'll be seeing the Duck Destroyer in studio and Quena, obviously, and um, <laughs> I'll be watching at home with you and so forth. <laughs> well, not at the same house, so a different household. <laughs> <laughs> but who does what on the show? What are your roles? Well, I'm more like the, the the technical analyst, you know, positioning of, you know, why his feet were in that position, why he or she got caught with the right hand, why they got caught with the counts and so forth. And Bongani obviously analyzes and breaks down the records and so forth and says, this guy's a bum and this guy isn't a bum. Or, although you should never call a fighter a bum because it takes a lot of courage to get into the ring, etc. So, um, those are roles and it's worked well over the last couple of years. Excuse me, it last few years, 2015, we came back. And it's just, it's an amazing journey. It's an amazing ride with the guys. I love the TKO. And, and obviously a lot goes into putting a show together. What kind of planning, preparation goes into uh, this show? Look, you know, Tabisa, to be perfectly candid with you, you know, you got guys who come into the studio who are really passionate about boxing. So it's like second nature. When, you know, when someone starts talking to me about boxing, I can keep talking for days on end. So <laughs> there's a lot of passion that goes into the show, um, the guys obviously are well versed in the sport of boxing, myself, Bongani, and Quinn has obviously learned along the way. He's been doing it for, I would say, 100 years, but that's going to make him sound like a dinosaur, <laughs> but like a long, long time. So, you know, we get into the studio and we're pretty hot and we know what we're doing and we know what we're talking about when it comes to the pugilistic art of boxing. And, and, and then what time can we expect the show? Uh, 10.30. I know last week was 11. Just check, check the scheduling. Normally it's at 10.30. Um, SABC2 is the place and it's a date. Okay, and while we have you on the line, it was announced a couple of days ago that uh, uh, Simpiwa Kongo, the chain reaction, has a big fight coming up against one Heng Menayotin. Tell us more about that. I know we're going to bring you uh, back when we've got more time, but what can you tell us about this fight and how big is it for uh, for the chain reaction? Well, I think it's big for South Africa. You know, the last time a South African contested for a WBC World title was eight years ago. So this is a massive move for South African boxing. Very proud of Simpiwe. He's built himself up to be in this position to get the right and earn the right to fight for the WBC world title. Uh, you know, you cast your mind back 
uh, about 10, 15 years ago to Kulini Makebu, who is the WBC number one. Uh, he was number one for a long time, never got his shots. Conquer's been number one for a long time. People thought he wasn't going to get his shots. Now he gets his shots to shine, you know, and this is make or break. And I like this fight. I know the odds are stacked against us, but mm-hmm. I have a good feeling about this fight, man. I do. When is it lined up for? October 25th. October 25th. Thonburi, Thailand. Okay, great. We're going to speak to you maybe in the next week or two. Uh, but thanks for joining us, uh, Colin. And we look forward to the TKO Boxing Show also on Friday night right here on SABC. Thank you very much and viva to the listeners. Take care. Ciao. Viva. No maranjani. Colin Nathan, very passionate, of course, about the sport of uh, boxing. And it's uh, certainly a big fight uh, for Simpiwe Kongo. There, We're going to give it more time when we do have. But uh, we want to squeeze in as much as we can um, tonight. And let's now also speak to uh, the president of Sanabo, uh, Mr. Andile Mofu, just to get an idea of how things are going there at our Amacha organization with one eye, of course, on Tokyo 2020. Uh, Mongameli, good evening and thank you very much for speaking to us here on SAFM and uh, we appreciate the time you've given us, sir. Good evening, Tabiso, and uh, good evening to the listeners as well. Um, let me take this opportunity and do apologize for the previous uh, engagement. Um, I was meant to be with you, but unfortunately I couldn't because of uh, certain aspects. Uh, but yeah, here I am. <laughs> good evening, <laughs> No, thank you. We really appreciate that, Mr. Mofu. And I'm sure uh, we can also give you the opportunity just to pay tribute and send your condolences to the family of Baby Lee also, a boxer that you also knew very well. Yeah, thanks so much for the opportunity, Tabi. So indeed, uh, uh, today we've just been to the the memorial service of Baby Lee. Uh, Such a bubbly girl. Um, I have actually had dealings with her uh, before. Her smile was everything to me. Her smile actually showed a good heart. Her smile actually showed uh, the kind of person she was. And indeed, we, we really paid tribute to her today. And um, I'm really, um, and on behalf of Sanabo, we have sent our condolences uh, to, the, to the entire family. We indeed, we have been robbed a great talent. And how would you describe the mood at the memorial service, Mr. Mofu? Was there um, celebrations? Was there anger at the system letting uh, letting Baby Lee down? Look, uh, I think I think uh, there, there, there was um, sort of uh, mixed emotions, so to say, because we actually had two phases. One was looking at the societal issues, and then the second phase was looking more on the on the sports movement, and. Uh, uh, as speakers were actually talking, especially in the in the in the first part, I mean, uh, people are really disappointed as to what uh, what we do as men to to, to women. The gender-based uh, violence is something that has to stop. Um, however, I must actually say that within the sports movement side, people were really celebrating baby Lee's life. However, it what what it boils down to is that. Uh, as I've said to, to the boxers uh, in the gym and with uh, with the management of Baby Lee as well, uh, that Baby Lee was a soldier. As as you would know, if you are in war, at war rather, if you carry the flag and the and the and the soldier that carries the flag uh, falls, it means that other soldiers must actually follow and take the flag and and soldier on. And this is exactly how we should actually, as boxing fraternity, celebrate the life of Baby Lee. What she would have loved to see happening is the standard of boxing uh, going up and up. And this is exactly what we have to do. Mm. 
And um, on, on, on that note, you're in charge of the amateur organization, uh, Sanabo. Do you also look after female boxers? Are the female boxers coming through? Yeah, definitely there are female boxers coming through. Much as it is at a, at a, at a, at a, um, a slow pace, however, I am great. Uh, I, I am actually happy to say each and every championship that we have, we have always had a, a representation from various provinces in as far as female boxers are concerned. And um, we, have two, we have two now uh, championships per year. You have your youth as well as your elite championships, just like recently we held uh, them in, in, in Kimberley. And once again, in both categories, they have been uh, females. Now, um, come uh, September, uh, mid-September, we are going to, to, to Limpompo Malamulele, uh, where we are going to have the school boys and girls as well as juniors. And in both categories, you have uh, a female boxers. So in, in a way, there is a growth. And, and provinces are actually doing a great job in ensuring that they develop women boxers. Okay, that's very good to hear. Now we want to look ahead now and find out um, if, if we are on the right track in Tokyo 2020. But I just want to take a quick break and then we'll continue the conversation after this break. Uh, Mr. President, if you can just stay with us on the line. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Still speaking to the president of Sanabo, Mr. Andile Mofu. Now, Mr. Mofu, um, we there were no South African boxers at the African Games in Morocco uh, recently. Uh, was there a reason for that? And if so, why? Yes, uh, the, 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 we didn't have any representation um, in Morocco um, in the last month. Uh, the main reason, Sabiso, uh, is that uh, the, the All-Africa Games uh, were, were used uh, by many countries as a platform for for the Olympic qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, as you would know, uh, well, uh, uh, let me not assume, mm-hmm. but what is happening is that we were told uh, by SASCOG that uh, they are just going to take only the sporting codes that will use the All-Africa Games as a qualifier. Mm-hmm. So in, in Africa we are not using the All-Africa Games as a qualifier, hence our exclusion and some other sporting codes as well. So, so that is why we didn't see our boxers going there. Uh, and, and you would know that for us to go to Morocco, we had to be part of the big South African team, mm. uh, which is now being uh, champ- which was championed and, and uh, organized by, by SASCOG. So, Unfortunately, because um, the All-Africa Games were not a qualifier, that is why boxing and some other codes didn't, didn't attend. And we actually did speak to those other codes. Uh, also, same, uh, same explanation that you've given us. We actually had a conversation with Saskok also about this. They had to cut down. Their finances are not good. The National Lottery has cut down on our funding, so they can't send as many athletes as they used to before to these um, African Games. By the way, the African Games are what, the, what used to be called the All-Africa Games. But having said that, Mr. Mofu, would you have loved to have been at the African Games? Definitely, we would have loved to be there, Tabi. So, in the sense that, uh, for us to say we have earmarked certain boxers uh, for the qualifiers next year, what you would want to see happening is you would want to see them uh, participating and being active in as far as as, as the international uh, level is concerned, because that is what they are going to be experiencing next year. So, this would have been a great platform for them to see exactly as to what opponents they have 
in their various uh, weight categories. But unfortunately, that is the case. So we we, we were excluded in, in, in as far as that is concerned. Is it is it a decision that you accept because some federations have contested it? Well, l- let's put it this way. Um, let's put it this way. You, you mean the All-Africa Games? No, the fact that you, you can use the African qualifying route for the Olympic Games, according to SASCOC. No, no. Well, no, no. It, it, is, it is not actually SASCOC per se that, that would give that kind of a, um, a, a message. It would actually be the, the IOC. So, so because now in, in our case, um, AIBA is not using the All-Africa Games as a qualifier. So therefore, uh, boxing would then be out, but the, 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 the uh, SASCOC would then be guided by the IOC to say that in this All-Africa Games, these, kind, these sporting codes would then qualify uh, uh, for the Olympics. So it is not really up to SASCOC per se, but it is actually something that would come from the IOC. So with that said, then, what is the route of our Olympic qualifications then for South African boxers? Okay, for, for, for us, um, Tabiso, there, there are, there, there's actually two ways for us to qualify. Um, one, it is, it is the, the, the qualifications that will be happening next year between January and, and April, uh, where we would go to a qualifier in Dakar. And then the second one would be the World Olympic qualifiers. In other words, if, for example, Africa has got um, so many boxers, in, in other words, the quota system, in as far as, as, as the number of boxers from the, the continent, as, 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 as far as content. So what would happen is that if, for example, South Africa qualified two boxers, let's say light fly or, or flyweight, then we stand a chance to send other boxers to the World Olympic qualifiers, which now actually involves all the countries in the world, but the ones in Dakar will only be looking at qualifying boxers from Africa. So it is a continental qualifier. Then you have the last one, which is the World Olympic qualifiers. So far, have there been any other qualifiers? No, not yet. No, not yet. Uh, what would happen is that... Um, the, the, the world championships would have been another platform to, to qualify. Uh, however, there, there is still um, a, um, a challenge within AIBA. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me put it this way. AIBA has been suspended by IOC. Yes, yes, I'm right? aware of that. So, yes. so, so IOC has now formed a task group, a boxing task group of force, which is now organizing Olympic qualifiers on behalf of um, the IOC. Mm. So if now uh, AIBA was recognized, it would have meant that the world championships in Russia would have been a qualifier. But unfortunately, uh, the IOC task force, uh, boxing task force, does not really um, recognize the world championships. And then as things stand now, Mr. Mofu, then who are some of our prospects um, that you are hoping would qualify for the Tokyo uh, Olympic Games that you'll be sending to Dakar? Well, we, we, we do have uh, boxers uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the various weight categories that we, we, we tested in the, uh, in the zonal the championships zone uh, early, early this year. Yes. Uh, so we, we do have uh, a couple of, uh, I would say, about five uh, males and about three females that we would actually be sending to Dakar. Mm. 
and and how confident are you of their chances well look um, wh- what is happening is that uh, we we have actually um, as anabo employed uh, a system that we 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 select our team for a period of 4 years and then uh, given the chance we 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 use the same boxers and we don't change them as long as they don't turn professional so so the the kind of boxers that I'm I'm referring to are the are the boxers that have had uh, some kind of exposure uh, in in the in the zone as well as uh, in Africa so those are the kind those are the boxers that we are sending i am hoping that we will definitely come back with with uh, maybe two boxers or three boxers um given the fact that uh, the, the qualification is gold silver and and the first bronze mm. if if you're talking about a four year of a, a, a four year plan do we have any of those boxers that were at the commonwealth games on the gold coast last year no definitely not well there, there, there is only two at this stage that are that are still in the team Mm. There's only two at, at this stage. Others have ten pro. Okay, and then um, we just—if you go back to three years ago, I mean, we had no boxers at the uh, Olympic Games in Brazil. Just to refresh our memories, where did we fall short there? Well, Tabiso, uh, let, let 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 us not say we didn't have boxers that qualified. Mm-hmm. All right, we had boxers that qualified. Two boxers that qualified. One with gold and one with silver. Okay, in Cameroon. However, the, 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 the snag in the process was the selection policy. Okay, because the selection policy um, did not recognize continental qualification. So, Sanabo qualified two boxers. Unfortunately, because of the selection policy, those boxers couldn't go to Rio. But isn't that what we were talking about now, about the Sasko qualification? Okay, let's put it this way. If, if for example, all the codes are, are, are actually under the same, um, can I say, banner, if I may put it that way, you would have a qualification route as outlined by IOC, then you would have another criteria set by SACO. Yes. To say, over and above what is actually on black and white, the SACO would then act, um, sort of have a rider to that. In other words, looking at the number of countries that participated in the qualification and so on, then they would put a rider. At this present moment, um, boxing has been given a selection policy to look at, but we have written back to SASCOC to say point one must be taken out, point two must actually um, look like this. So at this at this present moment, I wouldn't like to discuss it uh, over, in other words, with the media in its better commerce, simply because we are still uh, discussing the, the qualification policy for, for, for boxing. Which is exactly what I was asking you earlier on if you are accepting these requirements uh, from SASCOC because I mentioned that we spoke to other federations and they said that they're not they're not accepting those uh, SASCOC uh, qualification criteria and they've written back to them and they were very open and clear about that. Well, th- this is the same route that we have followed.
So basically then, in 2016, you didn't meet the SASCO qualification criteria. That's why we had no box at the Olympic Games in Brazil. That is, that is exactly why we didn't, yes. So which means that you don't agree with the SASCO qualification criteria because you said to us that your boxers had qualified for the Olympic Games. Well, let, let's put it this way. When we came on board... Let's put it as it is, Mr. Mofu. It's okay. No, <laughs> no, no. Look, I, I, I'm, I'm not shying away from anything, okay? Because, because so many uh, federations have actually written back to yes. SASCO to say... We don't agree with this. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly why we, are, we have also written back to SASCO to say, in as far as boxing is concerned, we don't want to be treated as other federations. We want our case to be separate from tennis. We want it to be separate from soccer because we don't fall under the same rules. So therefore, what we need is for you to consider exactly what the task force has said. And trust us, we are also agree with you here. We are on your side here because I also don't understand this uh, this tough qualification criteria from SASCOC. We had a show with them here and uh, they need to understand that Olympics is not just about winning gold, silver and bronze. It's also about the spirit of participation. Well, that is the Olympic Charter saying that. Exactly, which is what we were trying to tell Saskok the other day. So then, also, uh, Mr. Mofu, while we, so when do you expect feedback? Are you hoping that you'll get feedback as soon as you can, so that you know where you stand? Do you still have time, considering that Dakar is only in January? Well, what what, what is happening is at this at this stage we have we have actually just received acknowledgement in as far as our um, feedback is concerned. So we are hoping that before the end of September we would get our feedback and, and settle the matter once and for all. Does it become a big blow for Sanabo when your boxers don't go to these Olympic Games, especially if uh, they have qualified via the African route? Well, let's put it this way. Um, one, the, the Olympic Charter saying that it is um, we, we, we have the right to participate if we qualify. Mm. But at the end of the day, what actually measures Sanabo is international tournaments. And mm. the Olympics is one of them. The Commonwealth Games is one of them. Couldn't agree with you more there. And then finally, as we wrap up our, our conversation now, just putting the, the, the boxers aside, overall now, um, are you happy with the state of amateur boxing in the country? How would you describe it? Well, uh, let's, put it, let's put it this way. Um, you, you would never be satisfied up until you have credible medals on, 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 your, on your display. So in as far as amateur boxing is concerned, I would say we are on the path. Um, it is just a question of us uh, getting more exposure and getting more support. Mm. Talking about support, I remember a couple of years ago you were uh, I, I, um, uh, given uh, some money by the then sports minister, Minister Figila Mbalula. It was 10 million a rand. Um, did, did, did that, obviously, that money would have assisted you, but was it enough and where was it put into use? Well, uh, so the, the, the money came, came to us with specific targets, if I may put it that way, mm. um, to, to say that this is how you should actually utilize the money. And, and and I'm happy in the sense that we have managed to grow more talent and uh, in as far as, as, as our, uh, as our uh, um, development is concerned, it has. But once again, South Africa is big. The provinces actually need more support and you cannot just rely on one 
um, assistance, if I may put it that way. You, you actually, there is a, a couple of things that actually need to be looked into. Because right now, as, as, as I speak, provinces are not able to attend the national championships simply because of support from the various provinces. So there is, there is a lot that still needs to be done in as far as that is concerned. Okay, Mr. Mofu, thank you very much for giving us an update. We wish you all the best. Uh, please keep us updated with your talks with SASCOC. And also, we want to build up to the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. So uh, please also uh, do give us regular updates on the performances of our boxers or our prospects. Thank you so much, Tabiso. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mongameli, the president of Sanabo there, uh, Mr. Andile Mofu. Up next, now I did mention uh, that there is a tournament in KZN uh, this weekend for those of you who love boxing uh, in that part of the country. And we are joined on the line by the CEO of Tono Promotions, uh, Nokwandambata, just to find out more about what will be happening at Mpangene. You know, we like to highlight boxing tournaments taking place around the country. And if you also have a boxing tournament, please, please feel free to email us sport at safm.co.za um, I'll give you my email address also it's uh, it's mosiat at sabc.co.za let us know about your tournament so we can highlight them and we can give you the platform we'll take a quick break and then we'll speak to the CEO Leading Sport Stories of the Day on SAFM so the Den Invasion tournament is taking place at the Umfolozi Casino Mpangeni. The main bout of the ABU junior featherweight title fight between Sboniso Gonya and Tony Rashid of Tanzania. We'll speak to Sbo later on, but let's speak to the CEO now of Tono Promotions, uh, the boss herself, Nokwanda Mbata. CEO, good evening. Thank you for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening, Tavisa. How are you doing? We're fine, thanks, and we hope you are well too. Tell us about the Den invasion what's in store for the people good boxing very good boxing um i think kzn has uh, been very behind over the years when it comes to professional boxing so we've taken it upon ourselves to show the country the rest of the country that we are just as capable and we are very excited to be bringing gonya back to to the canvas I was actually about to ask you, you mentioned that KZN has been very slow. How would you describe the state of boxing uh, in, in, in the province? Eh, you know, it, it, it's an eyesore. I won't even lie to you. Um, looking at this year alone, we, we actually have not had any action. Mm. I, I can't really pinpoint exactly where we're going wrong, but obviously we just we're not we're obviously doing something wrong so the idea is for us to sit down and look at what exactly it is that we're doing wrong and try to to fix things going forward because whatever it is that is happening it's definitely it's not doing boxing any good and for those who might not be aware of who you are i mean how long have you been involved in the sport for and what can you tell us about tono promotions (laughs) um Tunnel Promotions was created by a boxer for boxers. Mm. I used to box, and honestly, for me, because I came into the sport a bit late in, <laughs> in my age, um, I didn't really realize just how serious um, boxers take this thing. You know, So it's only when I got in and I started boxing that I realized, you know what, 
I think I'm better off um, fighting on the promoter side for them because I've seen the kind of passion that I cannot even put into words, mm. which actually made me hang the gloves and um, fight on the streets for them because I knew that obviously having been in the working world, I knew exactly which buttons to, to press mm. in order to get things to to happen, you know. So uh, it's been it's been slow, but uh, it's getting there. It will definitely get there very soon because I'm also pushed by the passion of the boxers um, behind me, the the kind of talent that is here in Umshatuze is it would actually be very unfair to the rest of the country for them to not see the the talent that we bring. And how big a thing is it to bring Suboniso uh, uh, Konya to fight in front of his people? It is. It is. Um, I think another another thing, um, I think as boxing promoters, we we don't really spend that much money or resources, can I say, um, especially having KZN on marketing. Mm-hmm. And it's only when you start marketing and you see the response that, that people are so excited to actually have Gonya, to be able to see Gonya in his hometown, you know. So we've, we've had some very positive feedback and we're very excited for Sunday. And uh, talking about Sunday, I see also on the undercard that uh, the, uh, all the other boxers, well, most of the other boxers rather, are from KZN. Was this done deliberately to try and help promote local talent? Of course, of course. Um, you know, uh, KZN is quite big. And previously, even when tournaments do happen in KZN, the Mshatsuza boxers always took a, bo- a back seat. You know, we've had boxers who have literally licensed for years until they just gave up because they were just not getting any fights. So the municipality has taken it upon themselves to cater for their boxers. So that was very deliberate because the idea is to promote our talent in the municipality. Talking about the municipality, what kind of support are you getting here and how have preparations been going for this tournament? I'm getting I'm getting really good support. I won't even lie to you. There there has been obviously some glitches there and there, um, of which um I remember last week um there was a, a bit of a glitch and the municipality actually the municipality actually stood up. Mm. Um, to fix it in such a way that made me see that I've really got full support of the municipality. Wow, that's very good uh, to hear then. And how and how are ticket sales going? Are you happy? We're we're actually happy with the ticket sales for for our area because this is also very new for us. Mm. So for our area, it's actually quite good. And we're hoping because we have an ongoing um, agreement with the city of Misachi that, that they're going to be doing this every year from now on. So obviously, um, we're going to be growing gradually. So we're, we're really in no rush to be filling up venues to capacity. And talk to us about the den invasion. Why is it dubbed the den invasion? <laughs> because we have other provinces daring 
I thought it had something to do with Umshatunze. And boy, are they going to have it. <laughs> oh, and you've also got Lusanda Komanisi here on the main oh, supporting yes. bout. That's a big name. Yes, we had to. You know, um, we ha- and because it's such a big name, uh, we have somebody for him that we think is going to give him some serious trouble. So, Lusanda better be ready. For Sanele Msimang. Sanele doesn't play games. Lusanda, <laughs> <laughs> you heard that. I know you listened to the show. Sanelem Simang is waiting for you. He doesn't play games, um, according uh, to the CEO there. And finally, now, CEO, um, just talk to us about the time and the venue. Where is it exactly taking place? What time? And can people get their tickets at the door? Um, yes, we will be having tickets at the door. Um, we are at Umfolo the Casino. Umfolo the Casino is one of our sponsors, along with Gushwili Consulting. Um, the fight starts at 2 p.m. on Sunday the 15th. Okay, great stuff. And uh, thank you very much for speaking to us, Nokwanda Mbata, CEO of Tono Promotions. We appreciate your time. And please keep us updated with any boxing-related um, events or whatever you do going forward. Most definitely, you'll be hearing from us before the year ends. Thank you. Looking forward to that. As I mentioned, Sboni Sogonya is also on the line. He is uh, in the main bout, of course, fighting for the ABU Junior Featherweight title against Tony Rashid of uh, Tanzania. And Sbo joins us now on the line. Good evening, Sbo. Thank you very much for speaking to us here on SAFM. Uh, no, we're SAFM. Ah, see, Apilu, this on journey ahead of your second fight of the year. No, I'm very, very happy. The fight leg, day and day and such was from for this particular umuntu in our tournament. tournament. So, Chabula and Joguti in the Wanga Gate, Ego, Zilina Mugun Kumbula, and other Katu Kumzima, Umshatu and Wanga Kuna, the whole thing. For Mautu, we are. Uh, so after that, uh, problems, so I told uh, fight. So in general, the 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 if you've just joined us, we are talking to Asboniso Ogonya there, who's going to be fighting uh, this weekend in the Den um, in Evasion, fighting in front of his home crowd. If you are one away in on any of our conversations, by the way, the lines are always open on this show on 0891-104-207. We do take voice notes on WhatsApp on 061-4104-107. And our SMS line is 41391. And if you're on social media, we're using the hashtag SAFM uh, spot on. Now, uh, Sbo, you, you spoke about your last world title fight. That was the one against Zolani Tete that ended in 11 uh, seconds. Are you saying that after that you struggled to get fights? Was it because of how that fight ended and what happened there? Yeah, I was struggling to get in fights. So, uh, 
many promoters that I was refusing to fight for to just to to put me in the field. Others they say no. Uh, when you're coming from well well tightly, mm. so it's too difficult when you you use the uh, South Africa so many for the ama ama poxa asagala ulola South Africa na mani asagomba rating ala South Africa. So in so some this kaki kumeluguti ipoxa maila ene upomo chusulepe onuti poxa lakipumele ala South Africa. Mm. So I was struggling with him to lama fighting. But for now, in Kachuze, waiting is Uti Ukona, so Nyakabang Sazakuba, seven standard. You were, however, able uh, to... Firstly, um, I remember reading an interview a couple of months ago, I think it was done by Mr. Bongani Makasela, where you said you've never gone back to watch that fight. Is that true? Yeah, no, I, 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 I never watched that fight. Why is that? Is it emotional for you? Uh, I will not say like that, but uh, the way the way fight ends. So I I normally finish all. I, I never knock in previous or yes for for my future for for boxing. I never get the knockdown. Even the knockdown, not even the getting knocked. Mm. Even the knockdown, I never get the knockdown. So it it was my first time. So what happened? Uh, I, I I can't believe it. I'm not sure I was fighting. So that's why. And fight. So So I just So Ah, that's good to hear. And you did have a fight against Mawande uh, Mbusi. Was it good for you to get back into the ring and and to also win? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we were right there. Just a warm-up fight. So normally, I think for fighting for twelve round. So, but six round, yeah, we said the ring. But but this one, I go 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 when they say Taika, when they say Sboniso, yeah. uh, I'm not a uh, Taika for nothing. And what do you know about this Tanzanian Taika, Tony Rashid? What are you expecting from him? Uh, I, don't, I don't know more about this boxer, but what I know, I saw him in a video, I just quickly searched search him, and then I saw him, he's a person who's using power. He's using power the most of the time. He's not clever, but... He's using power. Uh, secondly, he's a young fighter. He, he, he started fighting professionally uh 2016, but he, he was busy, very, very busy. Uh, he's uh, 13 fights or 14 fights now, or 13 fights, so he's very, very busy. But uh, so he's, he, he's hungry. He's hungry. He's going to be a champion. So I, I train hard. Um, feet, I'm 100% ready. Uh, mentally, uh, physically. Ah, that's I'm good. Ready. That's good to hear. Let's just take a call here from Mr. Sitole. That's called us from Welcome. Good evening, sir. Hello, Mr. Sitole. Yes, sir. How are you? We, we are fine. Thanks in you. I, I see it's actually from Khatuzi and Mpangi. What I know about Mpangi is that people from uh, Abu 
Okay, no, then let's leave it there. Then, as well, we wish you all the best for a Sunday, and uh, I guess you're happy that you'll be fighting in front of your people in KZN. No, I'm very, very happy. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks. That's there. Uh, the Tiger talking about his upcoming fight against uh, Tony Rashid. Up next, we're going to speak to a man who's leaving for Russia shortly. That is uh, uh, Jackson Chawuke. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM. 106.2 FM in Zanin. Okay, moving on now, let's catch up with a boxer that is going to represent us overseas. He is uh, on his way uh, to Russia to fight for the WBC international champ- um, international uh, title against the champion Mehdi Abuda Reshedov of Russia next uh, week. And uh, that is Jackson Chawuke who joins us on the line. Fantonder, good evening. Thank you for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening, um, I believe that you're leaving on Friday uh, for Russia. Are you happy with your preparation? How has your camp been? I'm um, happy with the preparations. I'm ready. Uh, we definitely leaving on Friday. So everything is set. You're fighting on the 18th. Are you not leaving too late or is it well planned? Are you happy to leave on Friday? No, I'm happy to leave on Friday because I knew about the fight uh, when Damien was in uh, Russia. When Junior was fighting, so I already started my preparations a long time. Talking about uh, a Junior, I'm sure you must be inspired by his title defense there. That must give you some confidence. Uh, obviously, my man, it has inspired, inspired a lot of guys in the gym. Uh, he, gives me, he gives me hope, uh, and then I believe I can also do what he, what he did the last two times he went to Russia. Mm. And and where do you he rank? Showed, he showed me that it's possible you can win in Russia. And would you say this is your biggest break uh, since it's your first fight outside the country in the pro ranks? I would say this is uh, it's almost like a dream come true, you know. Because I've been dreaming about uh, fighting overseas or uh, fighting an international fight. It doesn't matter if it happened me going outside of uh, the country, but I've been dreaming of fighting uh, internationally. And and uh, have you watched this guy Mehdi? I see he's only had six fights. How much do you know about him? Uh, I've watched his uh, videos. I watched all his six fights. Uh, the last fight, I wouldn't say that was the fight because 
the guy was in there and he's also fought the guys that are in an experience but uh, he's a good boxer but uh, I'll have to take the fight too. And what kind of a boxer is he from what you've seen? He's got this uh, amateur European style boxing that uh, yeah. Mm. And, and 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 for you, Fanton Ramin, your former Olympian, Commonwealth Games silver medalist, how do you look at your career so far? Are you satisfied with what you've achieved? Uh, I would say I'm happy what I've uh, achieved for now. Uh, my career is where it's supposed to be. Uh, I don't regret anything that has happened, but I'm happy where I am. And, and how are your confidence levels? Because you haven't lost a fight in uh, about six years. Actually, that was the only fight uh, that you that, that you lost in your professional career against Sikata. Uh, the confidence is always there. I mean, you know, when 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 you join boxing, when you're walking into the ring. If you don't have confidence, then you're in trouble. I mean, you must have confidence. So I'm confident that I'm going there to win. I'm not going there just for the bucks, you know. I'm going there to win. I want to further my career. Winning this title will open up uh, many doors for me. You know? And and what is the long-term goal for for Jackson Chawuke? Long-term goal for me is to win the WBC gold. You know, it's uh, every boxer's dream. You know, and it's finally happening. I might be fighting for an international uh, WBC title, but I'm on my way. I'm climbing the ladder, going for WBC gold. What kind of conditions are you expecting in, in, in Russia? Is it cold at this time? What are they telling you? Uh, I mean, check the, the weather for me. It might be almost uh, similar like, like, like here. Mm. And just yeah. talking about Damien, I mean, he's taken over from his late father, Nick Durant. How has it been working with uh, Damien? No, he's doing a phenomenal job. You know, he's, he's the first trainer to make me a champion. You know, he, we, we, I would like seven fights somewhere there with him, all stoppages. So it shows you that you've got a good uh, working commitment, working relationship. Okay, now that's good to hear then, M3. We, we wish you all uh, the, all the best of luck, uh, at Jackson, in Russia. We're going to catch up with you again when you are that side just to find out if everything is going according to plan. But what would you like to say to your people and your fans that are listening? No, I just like to thank uh, my sponsors, Middle Pink, my trainers, uh, Damien Durand, and uh, Indy Kazembe's uh, assistant. To, and thank uh, everyone that has been supporting me throughout uh, all these years in my career, not forgetting my uh, uh, sparring partner, Timizweni, the Telelongkosi, you know. Uh, yeah. I really appreciate the, the support that they've been giving Okay, well, go out there and make us proud, Jackson. We wish you all the best. And as you've mentioned there, Ilungu Makobu Jr. did it, so I'm sure you can also do it. Yes, my man. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks, uh, Jackson uh, Chawuke. They're speaking to us ahead of uh, that uh, of his departure to Russia on a Friday, where he is uh, uh, going there then to fight against Mehdi. Is uh, what I'm going to call him because that surname is really, really uh, long there. But he's confident, uh, Jackson uh, Chawuke. So we're going to follow his progress there, uh, fighting for the WBC International. I did say that I'm going to take you to a little bit of the press con of the memorial service. Apologies of uh, Baby Lee Yehels, who was remembered in. 
in East London uh, today. There were a couple of, of speakers, but uh, for me, the one uh, that stood out was actually from uh, Zolani Tete's manager, uh, Tamlam Landeli Tengimfene, because um, uh, Baby Lee was on her way to the gym, Zolani Tete's gym, when she was shot and killed by this ex-boyfriend of uh, hers. And uh, Tamla explains how they are feeling. Um, this is what he said at the memorial service today. The system has failed us and the family, as the family also say. I mean, Bibli's mother said it to, to the president the last time the president was here to visit her to say she feels that she she was she was failed by justice. You know, one of the reasons is that uh, on the inter- interdict, one of the things that we said that take off this boy's uh, firearm and it was not taken. So that's the issue that we say we, were, we feel we were not protected. That's also, well, uh, yeah, no, that's that's how they feel. That's why I asked, actually, Mr. Mofu, if there was a bit of anger at the press conference because this was most uh, of them, uh, this was uh, the message that seems to have come through there uh, that they felt that they were let down uh, by the justice uh, system. Their baby Lee had a protection order against uh, the person who turned out to be a killer, but he still managed uh, to end uh, such a promising life and a promising career. And we're going to be there on Saturday in East London where baby Lee will be laid to rest uh, this Saturday. But that's all the time that we have uh, for We'll be back again tomorrow between 7 and 8.